I'd like to share with us this morning uh, the theme about from darkness into light, walking into the light. What does it mean to walk into the light? Um, this year, of course, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, although it's still early before Christmas, but I just, I just sense it in my, in my heart. You know, this year we want to um, we want to emphasize Jesus as a light in darkness. Uh, of course, little did I know that at the time that this thought came to me, uh, we were faced with uh, um, unprecedented challenge and effects of what is happening in the rest of the world on our nation. Because we know that this is something that we want to pray in this coming week, especially, um, I'm sure by now that all of us have read or have heard the um, Palestinian Solidarity Week that is going to take place. Uh, okay, it's going to uh, commence um, officially right, on the 20, what is it? 20, 29th of uh, October, uh, which has drawn tremendous varied responses and the effect of it upon our schools and our children. Um, issues such as this that is really beyond any human comprehension. In this day of uh, modern age, we are supposed to be more civilized, we are supposed to be more you know, clear-minded with technology, with information being passed so quickly, so on and so forth, but yet we just it's just beyond our comprehension. Uh, in this 21st century, we have where reaction issues such as this can stir the whole nation, divide the nation like never before. It is it is concerning, and I just I just uh, feel that we we cannot leave it as it is, and uh, fold our arms and say that everything will be okay. Um, darkness comes in many different forms. Darkness around us, darkness in us. How do we deal with darkness? We deal with darkness by bringing light into the situation. It, is, it has to be something that beyond our human intellect, human rational. We see issues that divide, issues that plunge, not just the church, but nations into confusion, into uncertainty. We really need to have the light of Jesus shining in darkness. This year, I invite us to pray, to, to, to look towards Christmas uh, prayerfully, um, of because even Advent uh, doesn't start in a month time. But to look into Christmas prayerfully and say that, Lord Jesus, we need your light. We need your light like never before in this nation because there are things that just, you know, you just by dialogue, just by negotiation, is not, not going to bring us anywhere. We really need the intervention of the Lord Jesus. Walking into the light 
how do we walk into the light? Why do we even need to walk into the light? Leviticus don't be a, uh, we're going to look at the Word of God uh, this morning and we're going to look at uh, within our context, within the situation, how do we, how do we um, uh, welcome the light, uh, so to speak, into our lives, into our situation? I'd like to invite us to read together from 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 to verse 10. Uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 to verse 10. Uh, let us read this, the Word of God together. This is the message which we have heard from Him and declared to you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sins. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. Let us pray. Father, we thank You that it is an undeniable fact that Jesus, Your Son, whom You sent into the world, is the light of the world. And I pray, O oh Lord, that to, today as we look at our situation and look at our own lives, O oh Lord, how much we need the light of the world to shine into our situation so that the power of darkness will not be able to torment us, hold us in bondage, confuse us, plunge us into fear, hatred, and uncertainty. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, today as we, as, we, as we look at your words, Lord, that would you, would you lift up our, our faith, lift up our hearts, that we may look towards you and say, you are our hope. In you alone do we trust. Father, we pray, O oh God, that this day, may you come to us May you speak to us, young and old, in our own respective situation. That indeed, O oh God, that we will find practical ways, personal, personal way to walk into the light. So this light of the world, Jesus, may dwell in us and we in Him. We submit ourselves to you. We submit ourselves to the leading and the revelation of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen. How do we walk in the light? The scriptures tell us that we, we walk as we, if we walk in the light, verse 7, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sins. In order to walk in the light, we must first of all walk towards the light. We must walk into the light, right? So in order to, to sit in an aircon room, we must walk towards the aircon room. That's, that doesn't make sense. We cannot bring our aircon with us, huh? right? There was, was a time that I saw somebody who rode on a big motorbike, a huge superbike. There's a big thing at the back there, you know, blowing. I said, what is that? So that, that is like an aircon, 
on the motorbike. No, you blow at the back so that you will not sweat on the back. It's a huge cooler. But in order to walk in the light, you must walk towards it. You must make choices to walk towards it. Walk towards the light in order to walk in the light. Let us look at the, uh, the words that we have read just now. First uh, John uh, 1 John 1.9 perhaps a word that is very familiar to, to some of us. And it says that for if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is one of the verse, verses that, that, that tell us that when we believe in Jesus, we come to Jesus, we confess our sin, not that our sins are forgiven, we have given, uh, given eternal life, we get into heaven, but cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The word, all un, the word unrighteousness here, it is, it is more generally translated uh, as injustice, something that is inside us. But there is, there is occasionally it is also used to describe iniquity. You see, when, 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 the, when, we, when, we, when, we, uh, when we sin against God, you see, why, why does God hate sin so much? Of course, one of them is because, he, because of sin, we are separated from His love. You see, because He's holy. If we go against Him, we go against, uh, uh, you know, we, 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 uh, we walk out from His, uh, from his words, from His covenants, from His... Uh, commandment, there will be consequences. So God doesn't like that. God wants us to have fellowship with Him. He loves us. He loves us. He said, what separate us? I hate it. I hate what separate me from my beloved children. So, so that is why God hates sin. God doesn't hate us. He hates sins. And then we, we, from here, we also uh, would understand a little bit more why, uh, why, did Jesus, why did Jesus have to die for us? Of course, because no one is perfect, you see. No one is sinless. We can't die for another person's sin. All of us die for our own sin. But only Jesus who is sinless, uh, he, he, he can die for the sinful. So, and this was tell us that he is faithful and just. If we confess our sins, he is there to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It tells us that when we sin, it leaves a mark in our soul. It leaves a mark in our soul. When we sin, there is a mark in our soul that will affect the way that we think, our emotion response. It is a mark. So when somebody commits sins of violence, it leaves a mark in their soul. If a, if a person is so used to using violence to solve any problem, you know, the person, they, they leave a, a mark in the soul. You know, when somebody says that, wow, you don't, uh, you don't, you don't, you don't like me, uh? you don't agree with me, uh? come, let's find it out. Let's solve, let's solve the problem by, by our feast. Now, what, whatever we, what, whenever the person sins like that, what kind of mark is it, does it leave in the person's soul? Hatred. Hatred. 
Hatred means that, you know, if it leaves a mark of hatred in our, in our soul, that person is easily angry. Easily, you know, become violent all over again. And it leaves a mark. I've shared with us, uh, there was a young man in our, many years ago in the, in, the, in the beginning of our ministry in the church, Desert Stream, that, uh, you know, when uh, um, in the, it was once I just came to him at the back. I think, I think it was a Christmas event. I went up to him at the back. I pat him on the shoulder. He swung his fist like that instinctively. Then he swung his fist. Look at me. Faster, he said. So I, I, was, I was taking back, you know, he was, he simply tap on your shoulder. He's swing like that. Uh, of course, I'm not, I was, it was fortunate for me like, at a distance. Like, I can say, come, come, step back like that. The, the fist didn't hit my face. Like. So I was shocked and he was, he was embarrassed. So subsequently, I had a chance to, to, to talk to him and say that, hey, you know, what was it all, uh, all, all about the other day? You know? So he, was, he began to tell me his story. He lived, up, he lived in a home that, is, that was filled with violence. The father was a drunkard. The father, the father sometimes I say he was a little boy, sit in the, in the, in the, in the, in the home, in the, you know, in the dining area. It was not a very big house, he said, in the dining area and doing, was doing his homework. The father would come back drunk, and then saw him, and then sometimes we just just walk up to him to give him a smack on the head, like from behind, for no reason. For no reason. So he was little, he was so scared, he couldn't fight back, you see. So all the time he, he lived in such fear of violence. And he grew up as a young man. Uh, there was a scar on his arm, I remember. That's what happened. Fight long, fight. <laughs> because he lived up, he lived in the environment of violence. It wasn't violent to, uh, to, uh, to begin with. But when, this, when, when violence was all that, he was taught to solve problem. He solved problem with violence. And that didn't go well, well with him because he was not a very big boy, very big sized boy. <laughs> In fight, he needs to fight dirty. He needs to fight violently. Cannot win. Small. It was, it was about this height. So, but he didn't like it. He didn't like it. It left a mark in his soul. He's always very defensive. That he didn't like. He didn't know what it was all about. But that's how he, he was brought up. He used violence to solve problems. In school, other classmates didn't like him. Fight lah. I look at you, uh, I don't like your face. Bah! So it left a mark inside him. But even though he became Christian, they were really Christians. Even though he became Christian, he just instinctively something inside him. Wash your back. Watch your back. Anybody touch you, you smack him. But in his, in, he wants to live a, a normal life. He needs to be 
not just his sin was forgiven, sure, he has forgiven. He doesn't want that life anymore. He doesn't want to use violence and fighting to solve problems anymore. But there is iniquity, there is unrighteousness in his soul that needs to be cleansed. And, and therefore, we read just now, in the context of this, yeah, in verse 7, he said, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. It's not just forgive us of all our sins, but cleanses us from all sins. In verse 9, it tells us why it needs cleansing. What is that that needs cleansing? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And this unrighteousness was not a, just a deliberate act of choosing to not to be righteous. But it is a mark, it is, is, it, is a, it is an effect of this sin, the very sin that cleanses. In these few verses, the only twice the word cleanses or cleanse was used. The blood of Jesus forgive our sins and cleanse the unrighteousness, the iniquity. The unrighteousness is that injustice. This word unrighteousness, it is a legal term. What does it mean? It means that when sins are forgiven, if the mark is not cleansed, is not addressed, the enemy will always have a foothold in the person's life. The enemy will always hold this person. If somebody cheats, somebody is dishonest, in, uh, with, uh, with uh, finances, it leaves a, a mark in the soul, greed. Greed. And the enemy will always look for that and to say to the person that, you really don't want me? Can you honestly tell that you do not desire this? Greed is another example. Violence. So we look at the world around us, maybe even ourselves. Why is it sometimes that there are certain things in our, in our lives that we are so vulnerable to the enemy? What is that mark of injustice, the mark of iniquity in our soul? Yeah, our sins are forgiven. We, we totally disagree with what we used to do. Those are things are sinful. But sometimes we secretly struggle with that. Not understanding the word of God. What understanding what God has revealed to us. There is this part that we need to be cleansed from. It is, and it is the blood of Jesus that cleanses, that removes the ground of accusation, the ground of... Um, of uh, 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 that, that, is, that is open to the enemy, the, the, the door that is open to the enemy to come in so easily and lay hold of our thoughts, our emotion, our behavior, and all the rest of it. What other things, what, are the, what, are, what have you and I been uh, repenting from? Think about it and think about the, how that has affected our soul, our reaction, and our action. We need cleansing, right? Not that we are dirty, but because sin plays dirty, he leaves a mark in our soul. Some of us, maybe 
The mark could be fear. As I said just now, the mark could be greed. It could be hatred. But that's how we used to. The mark could be sometimes even negativity. Everything also negative. The feeling is this that, you know, there is no, there is no, there is no free lunch. The mark of sin that needs to be cleansed. Otherwise, the enemy will always say, will always use that to sow his lies, to, to address the accusation against us and put us out of God's love and out of God's destiny for us. Secondly, to walk towards the light is to be willing to expose the dark corners by confessing, confess, confessing and repenting from sins. The hidden sinful desires included. Now what do I mean? You know, the, 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 the mark of sin in our soul can create a dark corner. You know, dark corner means that there are things who live in darkness will stay there. Right? So, I don't know about, 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 your, about your, uh, your, your, uh, your house. Right? Uh, you know, sometimes uh, there are cockroaches around, right? Daytime, you don't see them. Right? Daytime, you don't see them. And sometimes, uh, you know, you just, when it, it, there's a heavy downpour, heavy rain, suddenly out of nowhere, they come out. Uh, our mate uh, some, some weeks ago said, that, where does it come from? So she started to spray, uh, put the, uh, the, the, the insecticide spray and spray into the downpipe. You know the downpipe? The downpipe of uh, laundry area. He sprayed it. He said, ratus, I say. <laughs> Hundreds of them <laughs> come out all over the place. I say, how come uh, we don't see them? Uh, because there are dark places, you see, in the house. And of course, you don't see them. But sometimes, how, even when you don't see them, how do you know they are cockroaches? Smell is one thing. It leaves behind a trail of smell. And sometimes, huh, the chew mark, isn't it? The chew mark, you look at your Maggie, eh? How come this hole got a little hole like that? Rats or what? It's too small for rats or mice. Uh, or, or mice. Too small, little, little uh, bites. Or your documents. Ah, you know, one of the things that is document is that, uh, you know, I was, I, I, of course, you know, we, this part of the world, we grew up, uh, we, we grew up with, uh, with big cockroaches around. You know, the, the cockroaches there we have here is bigger. Bigger than those in, uh, in European country, in temperate <laughs> country. I remember my, uh, my uncle is, uh, uh, was a British came here. Oh, he, he saw the cockroaches. These are so big, he said. <laughs> it's not like those in the, in, uh, in the UK. No, no, no. These are Malaysian cockroaches. <laughs> so you see the little traces of, of bite marks. You don't know where it comes from. Dark corners in our soul. As I say this now, in the first, firstly, it becomes a, 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 a landing pad for the enemy. So the enemy, once we have a dark corner in our soul, it lands there. 
And sometimes we pray, uh, we pray, we cast out the spirit of hatred. Where does it come from? Where does the Bible say spirit spirit hatred? It is a principle of the darkness in our soul, the landing pad in our soul that gives the enemy a foothold to come in. The enemy can come and use and, and, and just and just occupy that space, that mark of sin, the leftover the unrighteousness that we talk about, that need cleansing by the blood of Jesus. He comes and then he, 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 he deposits there. He sends his demons and deposits there and begin to influence us and cause us to be particularly vulnerable and susceptible to a particular kind of emotion. And maybe his name is not the spirit of hatred, but we know his function. Maybe his name is not the spirit of violence, but he, that is his function. It doesn't matter. We drive them out. And that is how, how we begin to, to, to address that. And so, dark corners in our soul has a similar effect. Some of these dark corners could be, could be a desire, more, not, not, just, not just an emotion. I say greed, lust, it's a desire, it's seated, it's deposited in our soul. The, the sinful desire hidden. As good Christians, we are embarrassed about it. We never talk about it. But I, my dear brother and sister, it's okay to talk to Jesus about it. It is okay. You and I may not desire, may not, you know, I'm so embarrassed, you know, these things. Huh? I'm supposed to be a good Christian, I'm supposed to be a good man and good woman, good boy, good girl, but how can I have all these things? I'm struggling with all that. It's okay to talk to Jesus because our God is faithful and just. If we confess our sins, He forgives us of our sins and cleanses from all iniquities, all unrighteousness. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 to 13, let us read together. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Now this is interesting. The book of Ephesians say, it didn't say, for you, were, you once walked in darkness. For, once, for you were once darkness. There's a difference, right? I walk in darkness, darkness is outside me. But if I am darkness, the darkness is inside me. This is a, such an important truth concerning, concerning the, 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 the struggle or the warfare between light and darkness in our life, in our society, in nations even. We always look at darkness as outside. You know, I find that this is... This is this kind of understanding is, is really not really uh, not uh, not a popular not 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 uh, not a commonly uh, 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 talk about uh, kind of principle. 
How do I know that? Because uh, you know, during the, the, the when we we were we were we were we were preparing for the service uh, for the worship service this Sunday, I was chatting with the worship leaders, you know, to find a suitable song for what I'm what I'm uh, sharing. No songs, oh. You know why? All the songs talk about darkness outside. But what about the darkness inside? There's no song that talks about darkness inside. I was trying to find one song that says, Lord, your light shine into my darkness and make me light. This is exactly what, what, what Ephesians talks about, isn't it? Huh? You are light in the Lord, he says. For you were once darkness. Not you walk in darkness, you are darkness. But now, you are light in the Lord. You are light. You are not just walking to the light. Light is shining out from us. That's who we are. That is the miraculous transformation work of Jesus. That is the effect of Jesus. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness, all injustice, all legal ground for the, to, to the enemy. That is, that is what it's all about. Therefore, when the light is in us, that we are light, then we can walk as children of light. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And any else, any dark corner, expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. As I said just now, we are, we are, somehow we are shameful for even the dark desire inside us. There's a, there's, a, there's a perfume called Dark Desire, isn't it? Is it? Huh? Is it a perfume called Dark Desire? No? no something like that. No, I, where, I can't remember what advertisement I, I, I saw. Dark Desire. Anyway, the Dark Desire exposed them with what? With the light. For we share for you to speak of those things that are done by them in secret, but all things that are exposed and make manifest by the light. In order to address the dark corners, we must be willing to come before the Lord and admit it. Lord, this is really dark all inside here. Although it is a little bit, but there are spiritual cockroaches there. The thing is, is that we can put the, we can put the insect, insecticide spray there. In the name of Jesus, get out, you know. But unless the dark corner is healed, is cleansed by the blood of Jesus, the cockroach will always come back. Isn't it? The cockroach will always come back because they're always duck down pipe in our house. So you've got, you got, you got to cleanse it, you got to clean it regularly. Otherwise, always come back. And so, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light for whatever makes manifest is light. So that that dark corner no longer controls us. The dark corner no longer gives the enemy an opportunity to dictate us the way we think, the way we respond, the way we react, the way we relate to one another. Earlier on, we read in chapter First John chapter one, it says that if we, if we walk in the light, we share in the fellowship one another. You see. As Christians, why do we say that we have Christian fellowship? Because we all decided to walk in the light together. It is in Jesus that we share something that is common. 
not because of our age, not because of our social background, all those are very important, all these are very helpful, but ultimately, ultimately, it is, it is Jesus that draws us together. It is possible to have a younger person with an older person to have fellowship because that fellowship is not determined, it's not, it's not, it's not, uh, 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 it's not dictated by age or social background or life experience and so on. It is in Jesus. It is about Jesus. It is okay. And I believe that it is something that we must be, uh, we must open our, our heart, our mind to. To be able to, to, to have that, that, that fellowship. When I was, uh, when I first started working in the, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the, in the, in the cathedral, All Saints Cathedral as a youth worker, you know, those auntie uncles love me to bits. They will shower me, they will, they will talk, try to talk my language. You know, can you imagine that auntie uncle, huh? The aunties say to you, Ayo, how is your study? Oh, you know, all that. It was possible. Why? Because we share something, we share someone called Jesus in us. I still remember I preached my first sermon in front of, uh, you know, at the time the dean of the cathedral, uh, Bishop Chen Fa, he was dean, asked me to go and share my first message as a youth worker. With Mother's Union. Oh. Wow, I tell you, the night before cannot sleep, man. <laughs> and it was such a short notice, a uh, four days notice, you couldn't you speak in Mother's Union. Oh. So I went there, I went there, it was in the, uh, it was in the current uh, Hosanna Hall, but smaller. Lah. I went there, ah, can will come, they, they, they light up, uh, you know, the whole array of food, uh, buffet in front, you know, Mother's Union, ma. So when there, I was stressed like, any, stressed like anything. I was only, I was barely, you know, even 20, 20 years old. So what do I speak to the Mother's Union? Uh? <laughs> so when you don't know what to say, you preach the word. Wow, I tell you, they Though their mothers and grandmothers are, uh, share the word, uh, they were 100% attentively looking at me. I think not because they find me interesting, or huh? <laughs> find my sharing interesting. La. But after I, I, I gone through that, they all came to me and said, Oh, get it, it was so good. And I knew in my heart it was not good. And then, the, and, then, and, then, and then they want me to come back again. Must be some good inside. Lah, oh. <laughs> so, some of them has, has become like, like a, a regularly praying for me. And, uh, and uh, when I come back from, you know, during some semester break when you uh, think university they were so happy to see me and want to take me out for lunch and things like that now who said <laughs> you cannot have fellowship huh? <laughs> I, I was barely I, be, I was barely 20 I was just past 19 years old and some of them talk about me even 
to until now. When Desert Stream was started off, some of them prayed for us. Came to us and uh, came to me and seek me out and said, oh, no, "What you're doing is fantastic, you know. These are these are these are grandmothers and mothers in seventies, eighties. I remember. And asked us how about what are you doing in the Desert Stream? You know, your center point. You have enough or not? You got money or not? You know. And." Uh, and, and it's not like uh, young people, uh, let them do their own things. Uh, you know, look at them and say, hey, they, you know, with, uh, all the music, boom, 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 boom. Wow. No. Our first set of speakers, was this still here, uh, upstairs? Oh, this one, first set of speakers, was donated by the cathedral. It, they bought us this. And we started off. And it was, I remember to this day how there have been regularly an encouragement, a source of encouragement. So I say that I was, I, I'm quite sure that my first sermon to, the first sharing with them was not good at all. But I say it was so good. It's not that they are, they are lying because we share in the fellowship, share something common in that one Jesus Christ. And that makes us brothers and sisters in Christ, not just mothers, grandmothers and grandchildren. And it was that. It was that. So today, I want to say to us, don't look at the little children. Oh, you look at children, look at you, but I don't understand them. No, you can. You don't need to understand them. We just need to love them. That's all. You agree with me, right? So, you agree with me, right, Ian? You agree with me, Ian? So he, he's in agreement. <laughs> so I, I want to I want to say this is the word of God. What what is that that we what is what what builds a strong fellowship? It's not age group. It's not language. This is very much of the flesh. I'm not sorry, of, 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 of the soul. But in the spirit, we share the light. The light of Jesus. The light who is Jesus himself. We share that. He must shed off whatever that has been put on us. Language. You cannot share fellowship in Christ in language. Why is the language? Why is language therefore unnecessary and hindrance? It's not easy to, to, to share fellowship with somebody who, who don't quite understand what we're saying, or speak in 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 a, in a, you know in the in the in the in the language that is not in the proper way. But we are not coming together for a language class. We are not coming together to get an English class or Chinese class. If we don't speak broken English. I speak Chinese champu champu, so what? Should it be an hindrance? Should it be such a force so strong that can separate us of what we share in common in Christ Jesus? Think about it. If that can be, 
maybe there are certain dark corners in our soul we need to get rid of. Dark corners of prejudices, of, uh, of um, what they call this, uh, uh, presumption. Maybe we need to get rid of that. The light. As we walk towards the light, we must be willing to expose the dark corners. It's like willing to say that, look, this is, this, is not, this is not right. Including sinful desire. Number three, fellowship among Christians is only meaningful when we all walk in the light, being honest and transparent. Exactly what I was saying. Being honest and transparent. There was a church in Taiwan. There was a pastor. I shared this with us, uh, with us before. He, he, when I met him, he was a deputy pastor, deputy senior pastor. And he, and he came to know the Lord in that, in that church, right? So he said that he was a businessman. He had he, he, he gone through a lot of uh, hard knocks in life. And, and he came to a point that he was so desperate. So there was a friend of him invited him to come to church. He didn't want to go to church on a regular Sunday. So they have evening service. So he went to evening service. The evening service was a smaller, was a smaller church group. So he went there. And he saw the testimony, one of the assistant pastors stood up. A testimony to, 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 to talk about his struggle with some dark desire, dark sin in his own life. He was so shocked. He said, this is supposed to be an assistant pastor already. And he shared with us how the Lord has, you know, how he was walking through this, 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 this struggle, the Lord's you know, exposing his, his, uh, his, his, uh, the part of his life that normally people will not talk about. And how he, he looked for Jesus and Jesus set him free. He was already a Christian and that, all that, all that. Wow, he listened to testimony after testimony. He got so scared. And he said in Chinese, uh, is not every Christian is so honest? He said, is it, is it, uh, does it mean that being a Christian needs to be so transparent? One, uh? He stopped going to church or he got so scared? Oh? He went out to the church, he went back to his, to his work, he went back to find solution and all that. When he was really coming to a dead end in his life, he looked for Jesus. Guess which church did he go to? He went back to the same church. You know why? Because he knew that that church will not judge him, will not reject him. And he went back to the church. He was safe in the church trained, raised in the church, became the deputy senior pastor. What does it mean the deputy senior pastor? When the senior pastor is not around, he is, he is in charge. That church is about, I think, I think at the time when I visited them, about 2,000 two, two, two members. 2,000 members church in Taiwan, in Taipei. It is a super mega church. How do I know 2,000? Because they have, uh, they have what they call this... Uh, uh, stewardship, what we used to call in all saints, I mean in, 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 the, in, in, in our, in our Sabbath, it's called the stewardship envelope. That means that each, each person, in the past, uh, you used to have this uh, stewardship envelope, means that each person, you got a number. That number is your stewardship. They give you an envelope. The stewardship envelope, that means a tithe, uh, tithe and offering envelope, printed for every one of us. Every week, uh, you are numbered, let's say you are 009. So they, they get, the, num they get the, the envelope 009. Ah, this one belongs to Canon. Right? 
many weeks didn't see 009 and said Canon is not tithing. Hey, this will happen to, to our Anglican church in the past. Those of us who are, who are, who are still, uh, probably still remember those, those, uh, those, those days. Now, that was what the church was doing. Not to track them, but just to encourage them, to remind them to tithe regularly. And I saw the number more than 2,000. So I know that the church has more than 2,000 members. So they're tithing, right? Now back to this, 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 this whole thing about walking in transparency and honesty. And because of that, it was able to, it was able to, to touch so many people who were struggling with dark corners, darkness in their own life. And, 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 uh, and kind of broker, so to speak, huh? the encounter with Jesus in their lives. Walking into the light, my dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, is a daily choice. It is a spiritual discipline. We've got to choose light. Even though that, even though that we become Christians, but there are some things that sometimes you find that there are still traces of what sin has, the mark of sin is left in us, in our soul. We need to choose because, because you know what? Our sins are forgiven. We are forgiven. We've got a ticket to heaven. We've got a place in heavenly, in our heavenly mansion. That is, that is, that is settled. But when, when we, how, how do we live a, a, a life that will, will shine as light? It's to, it's to start to choose. It's to daily consciously choose. Today I choose to walk in the way of Jesus. Today I choose Jesus. Today I choose to walk in the light. Today I choose to be honest with Jesus. If I don't feel comfortable with 100% being transparent with my brother and sister in Christ, but I need to be completely transparent and, uh, and, and, and honest before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm struggling with this man. Lead me not into temptation. Lead me not into temptation. It's a spiritual discipline now. Uh. Uh, being conscious of it. Not that being fearful of sinning, uh, but being conscious of it and say, the Lord, I can overcome because you are the light. Once I was darkness, now I'm light in you. That is the truth. That is who I am. I can walk in it. When all of us here, how many of us here are present here? Maybe 50 plus children, maybe 60, 70. All of us are little, little light here. Now this church will be a fire, will be a bonfire. And how do, we, how, how do we address the darknesses in our society, in nations? It's first and foremost, we ourselves must be the light. We ourselves must walk into the light, walk towards the light and walk in the light so that we continuously live out the light of Jesus in us. In situations where there are hatreds, we shine the light of love of Christ. When there is despair, we shine the light of Jesus, the hope. We carry the light. And only then we will be able to bring another, perhaps like that deputy senior pastor. They will find that wow. You want to find hope, light, salvation. I will come to this person because he or she shines the light of Jesus in 
in him. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that it is, uh, it is the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all marks of sins in our soul. Lord Jesus, only you can do that because your word says so. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from our sins. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we come to you, we recognize that we need cleansing in the area of our soul, the area of our desire, area of our emotion, our will, our mind. Lord, I need that. And today, we choose to walk towards the light. Let your light shine into us that our light may shine before men. Lord, I thank you I thank you, Lord. For we are not hopeless, we are not left alone to struggle in uh, despair, in, in, in all this entanglement. In Christ Jesus, we have hope. Lord, as we choose to walk towards you, Lord Jesus, the light of the world. We say that we need you. We need cleansing. We need healing. We need restoration. We need to be redeemed and ransomed. Otherwise, we'll be held ransom by the enemy.